Hey listeners, if you like It's Super Effective and what we do here, you can go over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and support us on Patreon for like a dollar or so or however much money you want to give us, but really just a dollar would help if you like listening to the show. That's like 25 cents an episode for a whole month. And there you go. You can support It's Super Effective and you can make us better and we can provide even more Pokemon content for you. So head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective if you want to support this awkward and sometimes funny podcast. Thanks. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 174th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. And uh, today, I think we're going to have a test. We're going to test to see if we can have two women talking to each other about something besides a man. It's a very deep cut. <laughs> very deep cut. We'll see who gets that by the end of the episode. We really need to have Travis back, <laughs> Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Two women talking to each other about something besides a man. Let's see. Uh, before we introduce our Kickstarter guest, um, a little job for our listeners. Travis has been slacking on being on the show. I've, uh, he was supposed to be on this week. He was supposed to be on last week. He said that it was like Father's Day or something this week and he couldn't be on. Uh, so if you want Travis on, his Twitter handle is at VTravisW and you tweet at him and you let him know that you guys miss him. Let, let him know that you're tired of Will Anderson's sorry, sorry attempts at erudite humor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll mission to get Travis back. I'm sure he'll be back next week, but uh, yeah, he couldn't be with us this week. But uh, we have an awesome Kickstarter guest with us today. Uh, we have Scott with us. Hey, hey, the film for Travis, uh, something, something Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Long pretty, lady. Pr- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty accurate. before we dive into our show for you guys today um if you are a new listener uh welcome uh we do a uh we do the show works like this we start normally start with news and then we take a break and then we do a feature topic this week's feature topic will be the pokemon symphonic evolutions because i went to two shows over the weekend and i'll get to that a little bit later and then we do uh item of the week which is an item off PokemonCenter.com that we review and laugh at. And it's really just a deep down reminder that PokemonCenter.com is a great place to get Pokemon stuff. And uh, you should be ordering from there if you are a hardcore Pokemon fan. And you probably are because you're listening to the show. And then uh, we do Pokemon of the Week at the end where we give you some tips about a certain Pokemon if you want to use it on your team or just uh, some fun facts about that Pokemon. Uh, but before we dive into any of that, uh, Scott's first time on the show, so of course I have to ask uh, right away, Scott, what your favorite Pokemon is. Uh, unfortunately for Will, it's the bro Pokemon of Umbreon. Bro, <laughs> dude. Dude, that's chill. Umbreon's so chill. 
hey, 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 when Umbreon first came out, it was in my golf stage, and I was like, oh, man, it's a dark type. <laughs> uh, Umbreon, the goth Pokemon, he's so dark. <laughs> he sees right into my soul. Do you have any other favorites besides Umbreon, or has that always been the number one? It's always been the number one. Uh, Pangoro is uh, my close second. Okay, so still following that dark bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Great. Uh, when did, uh, Scott, when did you start listening to the show? Uh, around, I would say, episode 40. It was when you guys had your first C2E2 show. Oh, okay, cool. Did you listen to us because of C2E2, or was it just like a, you just did a search in iTunes or Search Google? in iTunes for, you know, Pokemon podcasts. Cool. And uh, wh- where are you recording from? I'm recording from Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So you are what? It's 1 p.m. here. It's probably 2 p.m. there. Uh, close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's 155. You're <laughs> on the Liberty yeah. side. I'm, of I'm the rounding up, guys. Podcast is in the future. Um, <laughs> cool. So before uh, before we dive into news, uh, how was your weekend, Will? Well, I got all kinds of things done this weekend. I bought some new knitting needles. I got my uh, Gen Con pass in the mail. So I'm one step closer to canceling my trip to Gen Con. And uh, <laughs> I ran 10 miles this morning in ninety over 90 degree heat. So there you go. I'm an idiot. But I got those new knitting needles, so I'm thrilled about that. Made out of that, carbon yeah. fiber. Very expensive. They sound, they sound light and high performance E. You know, it's almost like you're reading the back of the knitting needle case. <laughs> about they're also warm and flexible. Ooh! But yes, I, I highly, I actually recommend. I'm not going to name a brand, but I will name the brand that I recommend them over. Uh, I, I recommend carbon fiber needles over Addy Turbos. I think carbon fibers actually knit faster than Addy's. Right. Opinion of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great, great. Uh, Scott, how about you? Anything exciting happening in life? Nah, not at all. I played Sam and Max season three till 4 a.m. in the morning today. That was about it. It's a Telltale game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, my favorite developer. Is That's that cool. the ones where you just like click on things and something happens? Pretty much. Like Mon- Monkey Island adventures. or something like that? Yep, yeah. I think, didn't Telltale make Monkey Island? Maybe? I, I could be wrong. I know they were making the new Game of Thrones click and point game. Cool. Well, uh, I went to the Pokemon Symphonics both in Milwaukee and Chicago, uh, but I'll get to that later. Otherwise, ooh, I don't think uh, I don't think anything else exciting for me. Uh, update on the healthy living, since so many of our listeners love the healthy living. I am uh, still. What is today? The twenty first. Twenty one days of no soda, just water. Uh, and it was rough. I kind of cheated last night though, because I was in Chicago and I had a sugar-free Red Bull. Uh, because oh, I didn't leave Chicago man. until 11 p.m. and it was a two-hour drive out, and I didn't want to fall asleep on the wheel because I, I, I now go day to day with no caffeine. Yeah. So, you know, sugar-free Red Bull, man, that is my vice. I used to drink one of those 20 <laughs> ounces a day. Every morning, oh, it tastes like you know. I I, I always say sugar free Red Bull tastes like white wine and cigarettes. So <laughs> delicious. I don't think it tastes like that. Well, you wouldn't know think... because you don't drink white wine and you've never smoked cigarettes, so you have uh, no idea. I mean, to me, it tastes like Red Bull without sugar. I think it's wonderful. Um, and 
And then this morning, I'm drinking a glass of Coca-Cola chocolate milk. Mm. Get my protein in, since I knew I was going to have breakfast because I'm recording. But uh, yeah, um, pretty thrilling weekend, but I'll get to that in the middle segment of the show. But we can uh, we can jump right into some news. And the first bit of news was E3 just recently happened. And lo and behold, no new Pokemon news came out of that. Uh, we did see some more gameplay of Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Uh, there was what was it? What was our rumors um, or our speculation was that possibly a new Animal Crossing game? And we kind of got that, except we got ripped off. Yeah. It's like Animal Crossing characters in a Mario Party game, right? That's how it's been yep. described. Yeah. The uh, people at the treehouse said there was more to it than just the board game, but they didn't go on about that. They said they would announce that at a later date. And from my understanding, there was no mini games in that Animal Crossing. Did you guys have any E3 takeaways or anything like that? Well, not Nintendo related, but I did like, um, there was this game that I used to play when I was about 11 or 12 years old called Elite on the Commodore 64. And it was like a vector graphic spaceship game. And the game that they announced, No Man's Sky, is uh, kind of like a very far grandchild successor to Elite. Elite was like open world or open universe where you would fly your spaceship around and you would have to like either carry cargo to different locations or, you know, fight space pirates and stuff like that. And then uh, based on the cargo that you carried or what you did, you had a reputation of either being a good person or a bad person. But just like that open universe concept is carried over into No Man's Sky and also, you know, flying a spaceship around. So that looked pretty (laughs) cool to me. Yeah. That game does look really cool. Scott, any E3 stuff for you? No, No Man's Sky, Kingdom Hearts 3, of course. Oh, I hate when people say, of course. Don't say that. (laughs) Now I will never play Kingdom Hearts. You've killed it. You've put a stake through its heart. Ugh. Just like the Black Keys, I will never listen to one of their albums because somebody said, yeah, I'm listening to the new Black Keys album, of course. And I'm like, nope, never going to listen to any Black Keys anything ever. I'm a... I can understand the appreciation for Kingdom Hearts, but me being uh, not that big of a Disney fan, it doesn't really click with me. But I can see why people would love it. We waited six long years for an <laughs> announcement. <laughs> yeah. I, I waited um, no years for a Kingdom Hearts announcement. <laughs> uh, if you <laughs> if you missed the Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon stuff, uh, they did show some gameplay. It was... Uh, They were inside the dungeons, of course. So if you've never played Mystery Dungeon, it's uh, um, when you go. The dungeons are randomly generated, kind of like Diablo. And uh, when you go inside a dungeon, when you uh, everything moves at the same time. So if you're not moving, nothing else is happening. But when you take a step, all the Pokemon, even if you cannot see them, uh, all the enemy Pokemon in the dungeon will take a step. And so they showed that uh, you can pick 20 different Pokemon to become well, you are the Pokemon. You get turned into a Pokemon, so you can pick which of the 20 you want. Those 20 are pretty much all the starter Pokemon, uh, plus like Pikachu. And I think Eevee might be the other one. Um, it's just, if, if it's been a starter Pokemon, it's it's what you can be. And then your partner is, I don't, I don't know if, I, I could be wrong on this. Your partner is either one of those 20 starter Pokemon or something else. I wasn't 
sure of the details there. I think something else because they at one point during the treehouse, they said they were going to save a Gumi and the Gumi was going to be their partner Pokemon. So maybe I wasn't paying attention fully. But there is a quiz at the beginning of the game. And the quiz will tell you which Pokemon you are, but you don't have to accept that. You can, if, if it says you're a Snivy and you want to pick Oshawott, you can just go pick Oshawott. This is the first game with all, or the first Mystery Dungeon with all 720 Pokemon, including legendaries. Uh, other than that, I don't think they said anything else. You're in some village and apparently some big event disaster happens. And that's the motive of the story there. And that's uh, coming out, they they said holiday 2015, so probably November, December. Uh, I think it's I think it's really safe at this point that um, we're not getting a main series game uh, this year. In 2015, no. Yeah. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that, but with, with zero announcement, I mean, I can't imagine they, they announced something in July for like an October release. My my assumption is that there is a whole new engine they're working on. Because um, obviously Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are based on the X and Y engine. Hmm. I was wondering if they would be working on something that would take advantage of the new 3DS. So it would only be playable on the new 3DS. But it's not like Pokemon to be a technology leader in that manner. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean... Black and White Two was a DS DS game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't imagine what the nub would be used for besides like something spinoffy, like uh, the Pokemon and Me stuff. Or well, it's also the processor and the better functioning 3D. Right. Yeah. And the um, uh, Amiibo integration, the NFC as they call it. It could be the uh, Amiibo integration. That would be that would probably be a pretty big announcement if they announced Pokemon Z with like Amiibo stuff. That that could warrant um a delay or not a delay but a year off. And isn't next year the uh 20th anniversary of the franchise? Yeah. Yeah, look at that perfect transition. <laughs> uh so a lot of people were freaking out uh that that this year was the 20th year for Pokemon. Uh and I don't know if they're going off Japanese dates or American dates, but I was like, yeah, that if, if this was the 20th anniversary, then why haven't we gotten any like, why is there no new game announcement? So I went to the Wikipedia and uh, third paragraph in the Wikipedia, the franchise celebrated its 10th anniversary in 2006. So wherever you guys think the official Pokemon date started, uh, they celebrated the 10th anniversary in 2006, which obviously makes the um, 20th anniversary in 2016. Only six months away. So, yeah, 20th anniversary is going to be next year. So I would, I, I can only imagine something big. Um, they seem to do that with with Mario and Zelda and and Pokemon. Obviously, the second best selling franchise, right behind. Uh, Mario. Yeah, and the secret to planning your Pokemon 20th anniversary party is to start buying small things now. Buy those Pikachu paper plates now, the Pikachu streamers, <laughs> before you know everybody's in a rush trying to get their last-minute Pokemon 20th anniversary party supplies. Right? And then they'll announce Pokemon Yellow. Pokemon? No, they already had a Pokemon Yellow. No, no, but that, like a Pokemon Yellow remake. 20th anniversary i'd be i'd be real <laughs> down with that 
uh, what is it going to be like? Pokemon Lemon Yellow. Um, oh, that's a good name. I'm already liking it. Leaf Green. Pokemon uh, Lemonade Yellow. I was just drinking some lemon lime Gatorade. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, confirmed. You heard it here first. Twentieth anniversary next year. Um, are you guys getting Super Mystery Dungeon or? Well, I haven't picked up the other seven, so I feel like it would be lost if I picked up this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I bought uh I bought Gates of Two Infinity on um on launch day and I, I rarely played it, so I think I'm going to possibly pick it up only if reviews are good. And it's all I it's also timing with other games. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out Monster Hunter. <laughs> You're not alone, Will. I'm in the same they, you. I just need a Prima guide. Can I pay Prima to make a Prima guide for this stupid thing? I thought there is one. There is not. Huh. That's a bummer. Trust me, I've looked. <laughs> uh, some other news here. Uh, we talked about the uh, the Pokemon pop-up shop in Japan, at J- in L.A. at the, the venue is called Japan L.A. Cute Culture Shop. Um, Oddly enough, or funny, funny, funny enough, uh, you don't actually have to go to LA to get the merchandise there. They're selling it all on their website. Uh, the website is japanla.com. And uh, if you were unsure, we did have pictures. Uh, awesome fan, I, and I, AJ, I believe, if I got the name wrong, I'm, I, I sincerely apologize. Uh, Send in some pictures of he was there. Uh, he took a bunch of pictures. They're on the site. They're on PokemonPodcast.com if you want to see them. But, uh, if you go to Japan LA, you can also see the merchandise they have. They have uh uh Omo, I believe it's pronounced Omocat did uh did four shirts, uh all ghost or psychic-ish type Pokemon, dark it, dark Pokemon, but uh and then a sweater with Absol on it and a hoodie with Gengar. Uh, all the shirts are $40, a little expensive in oh, my opinion. Oh, that Drifloom tank is of course it's sold out. That is hot. <laughs> I really like the Esper shirt. Uh, just oh, I'm a big Esper fan. Uh, there's a Pikachu backpack, Pikachu trucker hat, um, Pokemon track jacket. Those are all things I believe you can also get a Hot Topic. Uh, if you didn't know this, Hot Topic does sell a lot of Pokemon stuff. Um, there's a bunch of crop tops for women. There's a bunch of Pokemon like belts with the original starters. Uh, the standout items are for there. There's a Pokemon dress, actually, and some reversible tops and tank tops for women that are like they're like a a light purple with um, minin and plusle on them, which are really cool. And the the standout item is there is a Ansh movement Pokemon necklace for four hundred dollars. It's a necklace with Pikachu on it, and it's Pikachu's cheeks are actually. some kind of gem. They look like rubies or something. Yeah, Very so the, the details are Anch collaborated with Pokemon to create a 14-karat gold-dipped Pikachu necklace attached to a black chain. Pikachu is looking cute with Swarovski. Swarovski. Yeah, Swarovski. I trust the gay man to know that. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> Cheeks. Uh, super limited edition, only 40 made worldwide. And uh, obviously an official Pokemon license. So uh, $400 Pikachu necklace if you're if you're into that. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Pikachu's chest. It looks like Pikachu's holding a pretzel, but... 
Yeah, I thought it looked like a skeleton Pikachu, which just seems really weird. So I don't I'm know. Not... Uh, but yeah, if uh, if you got four hundred dollars lying around and you like Pokemon, and there's only forty uh, made worldwide, so obviously that is that is very limited edition in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, so and I believe uh, that shop is still open. I think it's open till the end of July if you are in the LA area and you want to stop by Japan, LA. Got some uh, Pokemon Shuffle news. Uh, the Mega Blastoids event. Mega Blastoids event ends today uh, to get the Mega Stone for him. If you, it's going to be top 30,000 players in the United States. Uh, if you've already got uh, the Mega Stone and you place top 30,000, you will get two jewels instead of one. Uh, everyone who plays will get a jewel for competing. Uh, Garatina also ends today. Um, Garatina, I had something to say after this. Oh, yeah, we don't know what's coming after Garatina, but I'm assuming there's going to be a new event after that. And then as of Monday last week, uh, Diaga appeared um, that you can capture if you want. I think it'll probably be like an uh, Arceus uh, escalation battle. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Giratina than Arceus, right? It'll be an escalation battle. Yeah. And that's a but... cool that's a cool thing. To, the, by the time I got around to wanting to do the escalation battle, there was like three days left and I was like, it doesn't even matter at this point. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. But that uh Scott, are you a Pokemon Shuffle fan? Not at all. I uh I played Tropez and I got up to like level nine with the bug stage and I was like Screw this. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't like Troze, but I do like Shuffle. They are they're pretty different games. Except for the time shuffle ones. That's very similar to Troze. Oh, the timed ones? Yeah, because you have to move them around while they're still falling down, and it's just too much for poor old Will's hands <laughs> to handle. And I think this is the the second time. Yeah, this is the second time for Blastoise. Uh, Blastoise. So, do we get Venusaur yet? Uh, yes. Wasn't that last week? I think so. Last week was like the first was the timed one, or the the not last week, but the last one, previous one. Oh, I we could get, get the Venusaur um, right. We could get what was that mega? Was it Absol or no? It was uh, Bennett. I bet we would get him back because they said they he was after Lucario and we just got Lucario like two weeks ago. So I bet we'll get Bennett back. Well, they may be alternating with timed versus non-timed, like first runs uh, alternating with second runs. Yeah. So they could do like Mega Pidgeot or Charizard. We haven't gotten Charizard yet, but I'm I'm assuming they're saving that for like more of a special occasion. Yeah, because it's Charizard. <laughs> yeah, bro, dude, Charizard, I just like light you on fire, man. <laughs> uh, the registration for the 2015 International Challenge for June has opened up. Uh, let's see here. Registration is open until Thursday, June 25th. Space is limited. I don't think these have ever filled up. 
Uh, you got to have Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire in order to play. The competition goes from Friday, June 26th until Sunday, June 28th. I uh, don't know if there are any awards. Your team must have been acquired in Pokemon X and Y or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Pokemon must be above level 50, but will be rounded down to level 50. Uh, same rules. Uh, so Pokemon like Mewtwo and are banned, but you can still use pretty much all the other legendary Pokemon. Yeah, you typically get championship points towards uh, a world's invitation. Ah, okay. So if you're into that, that's uh, that's happening. Uh, well, get your registration in sometime this week before Friday, and then Friday it's going to start. So it's just that weekend of June. If you are a competitive battler, let's see. I think uh, Nationals is coming up on Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July weekend. So we'll talk more about that probably next week. Uh, and the last bit of news I have is the big announcement at E3 that was. Not Pokemon related, but some people obviously compare this to Pokemon. That Yokai Watch got announced for um, the states, uh, very big in Japan. Pokemon podcast, of course, ahead of the curve with Yokai Watch, as we've been talking about it for quite a while. Well, not not like religiously, but uh, we've we've brought it up in the past. Yes. There is an article of why Yokai Watch is different than Pokemon. I just want to run down a couple points here. Uh, so in Yokai Watch, there are 200 demons that you can find and recruit. I guess they're called demons. Whether that's good. Uh, they're like ghosts, right? Because it's a ghost watch. Okay. Okay. So, it says you can find and befriend 200 different. Let's not be judgmental about their moral character. <laughs> Uh, there are the battle system, so each player will have a party of six. Ah, sounds familiar, right? But combat will always be three versus three. The enemy will always have three yokai. You will always have three yokai. Uh, the player does have an advantage, however, using a pinwheel, players can swap out yokai at any given time in real time. While not in battle, yokai will automatically regenerate health. Uh, obviously, that's very different than Pokemon. Uh, Yokai Watch uses a minigame like style combat with different Yokai players, unlock different minigames to play during battles. The better the minigame, the more damage you'll do to the opponent. Obviously, some minigames will be more effective than others, so players will have to strategize which choice of minigames they want to partake in order to have an, a successful battle encounter. And the other, the other main difference, this article points out, is there are no wild Pokemon in Yokai Watch. So there's oh, no, there's no Pokemon at all. Oh, right, right. Yokai there are <laughs> very specific. There are no wild Pokemon in Yokai Watch. Uh, there's no wild encounters in Yokai Watch. So there's no like tall grass or anything you could be walking through and just randomly get into a battle. So there's no shiny Yokai? Probably, probably no shiny Yokai. Oh, lost my interest right there. Can't have shinies. Don't want to play. Uh, but the game has sold millions since uh, the. Uh, debut in 2013 in Japan. And apparently there's possibly Amiibos coming to Japan for Yokai Watch. Hmm. But uh, this is not here or there. Just wanted to compare the differences between the two. I'm assuming Yokai Watch will be just as big here as it is in uh, Japan, especially with the with the kids. Since there is a there is a whole anime based on Yokai Watch, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That's true. But I mean, sometimes there are things that are big in Japan that just don't make it here. Like, uh, I think Dragon Quest is like supposed to be super big in Japan. 
Yeah, but there was no Dragon Quest cartoon. Hmm. I'm just thinking of when kids get home after school, they sit down and watch TV. I mean, there's... back back in my day, it was it was Pokemon, Digimon, and then Power Rangers. Well, back in my day, it was He-Man, Thundercats, GI Joe, and Transformers. So, do I win? Um, I mean. I'm sure you bought all those toys when you were a kid. No, because I was gay and I did not have any interest <laughs> in all, any of that. So, that's not true. I had a lot of Transformers. Um, yeah, Transformers are, you know, they're robots in disguise. In disguise, exactly. I did not have any G.I. Joes, though. I did have one He-Man uh, character. For that. And I had my, my, my 10th birthday party was a He-Man birthday party. Be that as it may, having a cartoon <laughs> has not saved scan to go I have no clue what that is. See? Exactly. They're the cars and you swipe a card in them and the card programs the car for like whether it's going to go fast or slow and then you put it on a track. Scan to go, man. Check it out. Next new hot Japanese craze. Yu-Gi-Oh! was pretty popular. I have watched a Yu-Gi-Oh! cartoon in my day. I used to Scott's, watch it while practicing Scott's guitar. like, ugh, cartoons. Oh, no, he's big into <laughs> comics and stuff, so whatever. Scott could possibly be the biggest Yo-Kai Watch fan here. He's just not saying anything. Mm. I, I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll let the listeners uh, think and ponder about that. And what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I will give you my recap of uh, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions. So we will be right back. From our break, uh, Scott uh, dropped the ball, throwing Scott under the bus. <sighs> Scott had some news. Yeah, just like on my own podcast, I always dropped the ball. Uh, yeah, this week, until <laughs> the 12th of July, uh, at GameStop. Unfortunately, you have to walk into a GameStop. You can't hang out outside. So this is already a negative five on my count. Uh, you can get a level 55 Dragonite with the moveset of Dragon Dance, Extreme Speed, Outrage and Hurricane. Extreme speed! <laughs> wah, wah, wah. There we go. Yeah, uh, GameStop hands out those uh, little cards. Well, when you go and pre-order your copy of uh, the mystery Super Mystery Dungeon, then you just get your card. When you go pre-order your copy of Yokai Watch, you pick up your... Ooh, does that have a release date? Uh, they, I think they said this year, the end of this year. Mm. Uh, if uh, we we we've heard that GameStop refuses to give you a Dragonite or one of those cards in the past, if you don't pre-order, that's not how it works. You should be able to walk in and grab it. If they're forcing you to pre-order something, uh, that's no bueno. They're not allowed to do that. So uh, either go to a different GameStop or uh, never shop there again. And file a complaint with the better. And file a complaint, Bureau. of course. Uh, power, power of the people, the Pokemon people. 
so Pokemon <laughs> Symphonic Evolutions. Uh, there are some more tours heading up. Uh, last night was Chicago. The night before that was Milwaukee. I'll get to those in a second. But uh, we're just going to run down the uh, the next upcoming tours here. So uh, at the Joseph Meyer Meyerhoff Hall in Baltimore, it's going to be on July 1st, July 9th. It's going to be the M- Embarcadio Morania Park uh, Theater in San Diego, California. July 11th, the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. July 12th, the City Nation Civic Center in San Jose. And July 18th is the Wolf Trap National Park for Performing Arts in Virginia. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I got so caught up on Wolf Trap National Park because so I like saying that Wolf so Trap much. Par- National Park for the Performing Arts, man. You love that place. I do love that place. That place sounds real cool. I mean, it's a barn. Literally. Yeah, how big is it? It's a, a pretty barn. Big? It's outdoors. Okay. It's all as right. big as all outdoors. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. It sounds very hippie Yep. Peter, Paul, and Mary used to play there every summer. I went to see them there. Uh, didn't strike Before. you as a Peter, Paul. One of them died, and it became like Paul and Mary. <laughs> uh, and then uh, July 22nd at the Oprium in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, July 25th at the Jesse H. Jones Hall for Performing Arts in Houston, Texas. Uh, and then that that's the same place for July 26th. Um, the 25th one is at 7.30 p.m., and the 26th one is at 2.30 p.m. in Houston, Texas. And those are all your July dates for uh, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions. I was lucky enough to go to two of them. I went to the Milwaukee one at the Riverside Theater, and then I went to the one in Chicago at the Chicago Theater. Of course, Chicago Theater was almost like a 100-year-old theater, very popular uh, theater. So uh, if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's at uh, Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. I did somewhat live tweet it i didn't want to like spoil everything but uh so if you're listening to the show and you're deciding and i i named off a venue that is in your area you have zero reason not to go well the the Uh, one in san diego is during comic-con so (laughs) all right all right Yeah, that's but who goes to Comic Con anymore? One hundred fifty thousand people a day, but that's not one hundred fifty thousand fools. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, is that the one? In, is Comic Con in San yes. Diego? Yep. Yes. Do you remember when I mean, Comic Con used to be about comics? Uh, it is at eight p.m. and shows. Remember that? It is at eight p.m. So I, I believe the uh, the vendor hall at Comic Con closes at like six. And then there are probably some panels, but if there are no panels your night. Yeah, but you have to line uh, up for the Game of Thrones panel two days later, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you can't compete with Game of Thrones. Uh, but so uh, so I went uh, to the Milwaukee one. We'll, we'll start with that. And uh, uh, very, very easy to get in. Of course, Milwaukee is not that big of a venue. Uh, but I had great seats. I, I paid for the seats uh, out of my own pocket. I had second row seats for for this. Now these are the same people that put on the Zelda uh, Symphony of the Goddess. I think it was called. Um, same people, so same conductor, same uh, musical writer, 
uh, same producers. Uh, the only the the difference between all these events and why it's it's cool to go to multiple ones is because those people are all the same. But when they go to the venue, for example, Milwaukee, you're going to get the Milwaukee Orchestra playing. And obviously the Milwaukee Orchestra, very different than the Chicago Orchestra, very different than the Wolf Trap National Park Orchestra. So you're going to get uh, a different feel, even though the music's written the same. Uh, a, a very simple example. Like, I don't, I don't mean that to sound in any way bad, but uh, like a, a really simple example is the the... Chicago theater is way bigger. So there were way more people on stage, more instruments. So um, in the instance of the Chicago theater, there were more people on percussion. Is that what they call the drums? Yep. Uh, so yeah, so there were more people on percussion. So the, the, the drums and the bass of that show was had way more oomph than the Milwaukee show because the they didn't have as many people on percussion because the stage was smaller. So that was very cool to see. It was also really cool um, because there was more fan interaction. I don't know if this was the same for you, Will, at DC, but they start off showing uh, all the Pokemon games scrolling through, and people were cheering for which Pokemon game they liked the most. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they cheered at yours, Will. Yes, they did. They did, yeah. Uh, Of course, Red and Blue got a ton of cheers. Um, I would say that... uh, Gold and Silver probably had the second most cheers for both both the shows I went to. I don't know if that was the same for you, Will. Uh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were probably the first show ever, right? Yes. Because <laughs> that was at Worlds. Yep. That was like ten months ago. When I when I went, it was a uh, Diamond and Pearl. Oh, yours was Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, mine was right after uh, Will show. Philadelphia got oh, okay. it. Like, the third show. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Um, so yeah, you went too. So before I before I go in, we've we've gotten Will's thoughts, but Scott, what were, what were your thoughts about the show? I liked it. The only problem, well, maybe you'll get into it, but like after the encore, they do Gen Five, which has the best music, and they played the worst music possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean after the intermission? Yeah, after the intermission. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. So um they did pretty much uh, about three songs from every game. The only game that was omitted was Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Um obviously they didn't do Heart Gold Soul Silver because they just did Gold and Silver. <laughs> but uh I thought the the Canto stuff was all amazing. Um they did the uh the normal like uh the Pal- town song. And then they did the the Team Rocket song, which I think was one of the strongest uh, of the night. And then it, it's funny because like during the Team Rocket, they they obviously battled Jesse and James from Pokemon Yellow, and uh, they battled Giovanni after that. And there was just so many people cheering uh, during like the battles that they have on screen. So yeah, if you haven't been there, while the orchestra is performing the music, there is an on screen projector with uh, stuff going to the music and. Uh, they're in like the gambling center in the game corner for the Team Rocket song, and they do the battles of the all the Team Rocket people that are there, and it's it's just really fantastic. Um, and then they uh they move, they did uh I can't remember what the song was, but it pretty much like touched on all the gym leaders. Um, and then of course the battle with uh red or i mean blue at the end because the character in that instance was red 
So all pretty much fantastic there. And then they move on to Gold and Silver. And the only song I didn't really like was the, and I can't remember the name, the town that starts with an E with the two towers. Eureka City? Yeah. And I saw on Twitter a lot of people love that song, but I don't know, they really didn't do it for me. Hmm. Maybe because it was a little bit slower. Uh, And then, uh, of course, they move on to... uh, the Hohen region and uh it was funny the uh they made a comment about uh about horns and that you would hear more horns during that and of course you do you got more trumpets and trombones and stuff during during that and then they did um diamond and pearl of course and that's that that i think reminded me of i haven't played diamond and pearl since diamond and pearl came out in what was that 2008 i think eight ish um and that was the game that got me back into pokemon because of course if if you're a long time listener to the show you know that i stopped playing pokemon during the hoenn the hoenn stuff and i came back because of diamond and pearl and i have a cat named Sinnoh because diamond and pearl did mean a lot to me at the time and it was cool because i like listening to that music again because i haven't played the game in so long listening to that music was like yeah like now i want a remake of this as odd as that sounds uh because i i like the music so much and then there was intermission and um as scott said they came back with black and white and they did a lot of music around n for black and white so if you're a big n fanboy you'd probably love it um uh for me i think it it really like solidified that I don't like black and white because that was my least favorite music of the show. What? Thank you. you. Someone's on my side. <laughs> I think my biggest disappointment, I, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I, I don't think they did Nimbasa City, which I think has the best music of any Pokemon yeah, they didn't. game ever. They did do Nimbasa City. That's no, the best. I think they did. They did. They did. Uh, when I became king, which is the that that was the music in all the commercials yeah. and also at the the title screen of N, and then they did Encounter, which is when you first N when he has either Zekrom or Rishram, whichever game you played, and then they did the uh, guess the the final thing with N at the end, and it was weird because when I was when I was so when you're when you're watching, what's really cool about the Symphonic Evolutions is. Like what I just explained with Diamond and Pearl, it like really like it kind of quick like through three songs, it kind of takes you through the entire game, and you and it just reminds you of like oh yeah like this gym leader or like this part in the game or like the house with all the the guy with like the twenty Pikachu's in his house like I completely forgot about that and that just brought a huge smile to my face, and when they went through the stuff with with black and white, I was thinking like. This whole game wasn't even about you. It was about N. And I and I think that's why I don't like black and white. Because when I was like, when I was, when you go through Kanto, you're like, yeah, I remember all these gym leaders. I remember doing that. I remember becoming champion through gold and silver. I remember going through all this journey. And then I remember battling right at the end. And then Hoenn, it was like, oh, well, that's a little iffy. But then Diamond Pearl, you have that same feeling of like, I did all this stuff. This was my journey. And then when you get to black and white and you're watching, you're listening to the music and you're watching what's on screen, you're like, this game's not even about me. It's not about my journey. It's about N. The whole game is about N. And I think that's why like I don't like black and white because, and I've said this a million times before, when I play a Pokemon game, it's my journey. And 
I think black and white takes that uh, takes a, a lot away from you. Uh, that, that, that's just my thoughts on it. And maybe that's why I don't relate to the music as well as I did with the, the previous games and the new games. Well, also because they didn't play Nimbasa City, which is a great song. <laughs> and don't worry, in Black and White 2, you have to catch N's Pokemon. So that game's all about N2. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it was cool because, um, like I said, if, if, if you're a Pokemon fan, you have you have zero reason not to go. It, it It's really fantastic. But uh, the whole Black and White stuff, I was just like, it really kind of like, I'm glad that I complain about black and white, but then I see it in a different light. I see it in only the musical aspect. And again, it kind of speaks to me of why I didn't like those games. And then they get to X and Y and they start off with the, 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 the Pokemon war that happened. And I was thinking, Oh, maybe this game is a lot like black and white than I thought. But after they kind of pass the AZ stuff and the war stuff, they go into it being your journey again with your friends and it's it's obviously more story based than um Kanto and Johto but really the the stuff with AZ is kind of its own like this is that side thing that you're kind of forced to do but once it's done it's done whereas in black and white the thing with N is it's consistent it's just throughout the whole game it's it's uh, it's all about N uh, throughout the entire thing and i and I, i'm i'm still found i'm I'm still very happy with X and Y. Those are just my thoughts. Uh, and then, uh, so, yeah, first half longer than the second half because they're covering four games. They take the intermission. They do uh, black and white, of course, and then X and Y. And then they do two encores. And I don't want to spoil the encores for, for anyone, but they, they are pretty pretty great encore songs. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on the encore were without spoiling. I mean, it was fun. The second encore song seemed like it went on for like eight hours, but <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. First encore song way better than the second one, but I I, I get why the second encore song is there. So I, my my question for you is, um, were there Pokemon themed cocktails served? No, no, not at mine. Yeah, that probably made for a much better experience for you. I went. I went uh, with uh, Micah and his wife at the Milwaukee one, and he. I still Micah, don't believe he really has a wife, but sure, go on. <laughs> uh, Micah knows like everyone in Milwaukee, so of course, when we walked in, he knew the bartenders, and we got we got free drinks. I, I of course got a free water because healthy living and whatnot, but yeah. that was cool. Um, oh, so they did have alcohol at the show. They just didn't have Pokemon themed drinks. Yes, they had alcohol. And uh, good thing you brought that up. They also had uh, merch. They had um, one Pokemon Symphonic t shirt with you know, Conductor Pikachu on it, which is $30. They had two different types of posters, uh, which are they had like a black poster and then they had a white, oh, like a white poster. Um, $20. And I think if you got both posters, it was $30. And then they were selling really, really big Pikachus. For $40, which I mean, I love everything about the show, but I think the Pikachu is a little overpriced. But uh, they did sell out of Pikachus at both events I went to, they were very big Pikachus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, um, uh, on a side note, I did have uh, I did have dinner with uh, with the crew of Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions uh, in Milwaukee, which was very cool. Uh, I've been uh, talking to uh, the, the guy who runs it and everything, and he's a great dude. And 
we met up after the show and we talked and I got my little Pikachu VIP pass and stuff and uh, which came in came in very handy in Chicago because uh, as soon as the show cleared out, the the ushers were very, very quick at uh, at kicking people out of the venue because they wanted to close. And uh, I was meeting with a lot of fans and a lot of people and trying to network and stuff. And as soon as they saw the little Pikachu VIP badge, they were like, oh, OK, you're good. You're good. Whoever you're talking to, they're all good, too. Hmm. Uh, so that was very nice because I was able to get I was able to meet some more people and, and talk to some people. So. The people who run that event are the most fantastic people in the world. So I can't like stress enough that you should really if if it's in your area, you should really go. You don't have to get expensive seats. Just get what you can get and just sit down and enjoy. It reminded me a lot of um, like going to like a TCG event or like a nationals in a world's uh, where it's it's very exciting. The only difference is it's exciting but relaxing. Whereas like a like a nationals or a world is exciting but stressful. Well, because you want to win, right? Where this is like this is exciting because there's a bunch of Pokemon people here, and I'm street passing, and I'm listening to Pokemon, and I'm getting that excitement that I feel with Pokemon. But I'm just like in my seat. I'm relaxing. I'm enjoying. I'm laughing. I'm cheering. Just were, just fantastic. Were you clearing out street passes the whole time? No, no, I wasn't. I, I was before the show and through intermission, and then of course after the show. But I didn't want to. I didn't want my my aisle lit up with uh with with my DS as I went through street passes. Did you get any cool street passes? Ah, uh, I got somebody from Brazil. That was pretty cool because I didn't have that unlocked. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was in the Chicago event. I got somebody from Brazil. Did you meet any Pokemon celebrities? Uh, I hung out with Maryland on both days. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Maryland's very cool. Maryland is from the area. He's about an hour away from me uh, here in Milwaukee. And then uh, I hung out with uh, a YouTube guy. Uh, I'm going to say his name completely wrong because I'm really bad at names. It's uh, Abdullah, I think. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I don't YouTube. I'm far too old for that. Uh, I, I discovered him... Because uh, he was doing a lot of Mario Kart 8 stuff right when Mario Kart 8 came out. Uh, obviously, big big Pokemon fan. I'm trying to get his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, Abdallah, sorry. Uh, so his Twitter handle is Abdallah Nation. Um, and he's a YouTube partner. Uh, and he's from the Chicago area. So we met up. Uh, he did a little interview with me after the thing that I'm sure is going to be on YouTube afterwards. Super, super nice guy. And uh, we're going to try to get him on the show. Um, soon as well and then i met up with the uh guy who runs the pidgey press stuff okay um which is really cool and then i had a couple fans come up and just ask for pictures and say they really like the show uh at both events so that was that was very flattering that was very flattering there was a dad and his uh kid um who came up at the chicago show and and uh, they were just uh, they were just like super happy, and I I got a a picture with them, and the the son's little kid or the the dad's little kid, the dad's son. Stepping happy Father's words, Day, folks! <laughs> happy Father's Day. Uh, he was just he was just very excited, and I shook his hand, and he was just uh, yeah, it was a very cool experience. I'm I'm always like very humbled to meet fans. Yep, that was my uh, symphonic evolution spiel. I don't know if you guys have anything more to add. Uh, no, I just recommend that people go 
and uh, so they can keep it going, and they can do a Symphonic Evolutions two that features Nimbasa City. <laughs> yeah, with the with the Zelda stuff, they did do like a like a part two, which did have different music, and it kind of encourages people who went to the first one to come to the second one because the music's different. But I had zero problem listening to the same music because every venue is just sounds different. In a good way. And if the uh, Symphonic Evolutioners are listening, uh, I still haven't gotten my tickets for Wolf Trap uh, National Park for the Performing Arts. So if you want to put me in the front row, I have eligibility. <laughs> I have free time and eligibility, and I'd be happy to just walk right in and plop down in the front row. That'd be how, uh, how far are you from Wolf Trap? Oh, it depends on how the traffic is, but about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just have to get outside the city, and it's right there. Huh, that's cool. I didn't know that. You could come uh, visit and well, go see the Wolf Trap National Park for the Performing Arts. <laughs> when is the Wolf Trap one again? Just it's July 14th or something like that. July 18th. Mid-July. Well, maybe, maybe I can I can probably swing going to Wolf Trap if that's a Friday. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott, anything from you for Pokemon Symphonic? Uh, when I went, it was in October, so Halloween month, spooky. <laughs> they didn't play Lavender Town. Like <laughs> that is a bummer. I think their music is kind of like set in stone for all the, all the shows. Yeah, but yeah, if they do, if they do a an act two, I'm sure the music will be that. that it's not like they they definitely have plenty of music to pick from. Yep, plenty more end music. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Well, uh, I probably won't put some end music in the intermission, but uh, you'll probably hear some kind of Pokemon music, probably some Diamond Pearl stuff uh, for this episode because nice. uh, that Pokemon Symphonic really hit the spot with that stuff. Uh, so we'll be right back and we'll talk about uh, some items and some Pokemans of the week. From our break, to talk to you about, uh, we'll start off, with, of course, with our with our item of the week. I don't know if we've, uh, if we've done a hat, but we're doing a hat this week uh, from PokemonCenter.com. Uh, they don't sponsor us, but one day maybe they will. You keep saying that with so much hope. <laughs> that was really funny to me. Uh, so PokemonCenter.com, the Pikachu Pokey plush hat. I saw a couple of these uh, over the weekend. At the shows, it has uh, five out of five Pokeballs, eight reviews, nineteen ninety nine. Usually ships in twenty four hours. Uh, the electrifying Pikachu is finally available in big eared plush hat. Pikachu is the world's most famous Pokemon and is featured in both Pokemon TV and movies. One size fits most. The diameter of this item is approximately seven inches. 
Will, do you want to read the great features it has? Well, somebody's truly, truly dropped the ball because there are only two features. Number one, this is the world's most famous Pokemon. Number two, soft. <laughs> he didn't even write multiple words. That's just one word. Soft. It was really good. He didn't even hit his four bullet points. I was like, I was gonna say maybe they have a, he got fired and they have the intern writing the features, but the the intern would put like try like be like, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna get like put in great features. This is like this is the one right before he got fired. Soft. <laughs> Soft. Uh Let's see here. Let's see if the the reviews can do it more just, justice than the uh, the features here. 16 out of 18 found the following review helpful. Uh, five out of five Pokeballs. So awesome by reviewer T. Blatt, that guy from Olympia, Washington. I bought this at the Nintendo store in New York, but I love this hat. It makes me feel awesome. It feels nice for a teenage boy like me and looks exactly like the picture above. Great job, Pokemon. Smiley face. What 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 teenage boy wants to wear a Pikachu hat? The teenage boy picking up all the ladies or boys. I like I prefer this review. Um it's very cute. From reviewer Pikachu13579 Pika Pika in Penang, Malaysia. This Pikachu plush hat is really cute. I want to buy one of these. If I buy it, I am going to wear it every day. And thanks to the Pokemon company and this Pokemon website. See, he's grateful for something he doesn't even have. <laughs> I think a lot of these reviewers actually don't buy the items. That's my well, suspicion. To be fair, I know that Pokemon Center does not ship to Malaysia. They only ship inside the U.S. All right. Here's a winner right here. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of nine people found this helpful from JD No Alpha from Washington. Came in through <laughs> FedEx today. Can't wait to wear it. I'm wearing this on Halloween and during the release of Alpha and Omega in November. Probably during Sundays when I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could wear it while working. I he mean, or she. Can you imagine going to the grocery store and on that one rare time when you're not using the self checkout and the dude's like wearing a Pikachu plush hat? <laughs> but only on a Sunday. Yeah, I feel like it's not like wearing this hat is like not out of its element when you're at like a Pokemon event. But like if it, if I just walked into like a Piggly Wiggly. And there was someone wearing a Pikachu hat. I would probably second guess where I was at the time. Oh, Lord. Wait a minute. Five out of seven people found the following review helpful. Call the haberdasher. <laughs> Props if everybody knows what a haberdasher is. No Reviewer, clue. Ninja Mage, Resident Ninja, part-time cheese grater in Redding, California. <laughs> I got this thinking it'd look ridiculous on me in a bad way, and I'd end up giving it to my niece or kids someday. But as it turns out, it looks fairly cool on my head. Not something I'd wear on a day-to-day -day basis, but I wouldn't mind sporting it to friend's house occasionally or when it comes to pick up Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I think that's a solid review right there. See, now, I frequently don't buy things off of the internet, but I certainly don't buy things thinking, this is going to look terrible on me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going better, to purchase it anyways. I'm better order too, just in case. <laughs> just in case. If you're, uh, if you're not fond of the Pikachu hat, they also sell a Fennekin hat, a Scraggy hat, 
a chestpin hat and a froakie. Oh, chestpin hat all day. Yeah, the chestpin hat is pretty sweet. I mean, if I was to order any of them, probably be the chestpin. I think the froakie hat looks the worst. Yeah, it's also like pictured very much bigger than the other ones. Yeah. So the the photographer did uh, not do a good job at scaling these to the appropriate size. But guys, is it soft? <laughs> uh, let's see if the features on the chestpin hat. The chestpin does have three bullet points. Spoiler. Uh, it's one of the most recognizable XY Pokemon. Adjustable strap fits most durable construction. Not soft. <laughs> not soft. What a bummer. <clears throat> what a bummer. Well, PokemonCenter.com, they uh they do sell a lot of cool stuff. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be placing a pretty big order soon at PokemonCenter.com because I really want that uh, Mega Slowbro plush. I got wow. the uh Mega Gengar plush. Yeah, is it sweet? Shiny Mega Gengar to be exact. Oh nice. I didn't even know they sold that. Is it standard size or is it large size? Standard size. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, I forgot they have the Sableye plush. That plush is really sweet. The Chespin plush is really sweet. I have no interest in stuffed animals. Man, I do. I love stuff collecting dust on my shelf. I'm all about that. My Amiibos can vouch for that. <laughs> uh, that Pikachu plush that they were selling at some Phonic Evolution, so it was huge. It was very, very big. I don't think they sell it on Pokemon Center. Was it Conductor I do think Pikachu, they sell it or was it... Uh... It was probably a 10-inch Pikachu. Probably large size, I would say. I think you can buy that one at the Nintendo World Store. Yes. It, well, it did have X and Y on the bottom of the box, because it sits in that bottom box, and I think they sell all that stuff out of Toys R Us as well. Toys R Us uh, has a pretty good uh, Pokemon selection, clearly, because... It's Toys R Us. I do believe I would buy the Victini Poke doll. That thing yeah. is cute as. I like, I like wow. the Poke plush dolls that aren't focused on looking like the Pokemon, but more focused on looking like a doll. Yeah, the Poke dolls. Yeah, like when it specifically says Poke doll, because that's like the thing you put in your secret base. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like those way better than the like. Like the the Absol large Pokey plush, like yeah, it looks like Absol, but it just doesn't. Oh, no, that look... thing looks terrible. It <laughs> yeah, looks it like... doesn't oh. doesn't look good. Whereas like the Chespin Pokey doll looks amazing. Yeah, that that Mega Absol Pokey plush just listens to Panic at the Disco all day <laughs> long. Ugh, I want to get that gloomy plush. It just looks yeah, the so gloomy one's adorable. cool too. Yeah. Also, the uh, the fletching, uh, they 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 have two of them, but they uh, the the five inch one looks way better than the four inch one. Wait, is there a gloom or is it, is it gloomy? Gloomy. All right, because you said gloomy. I mean, he's pretty gloom. To be fair, I used to have a vile plume stuffed animal, which was awesome. It was an import from Japan, and uh, it's gone now. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, I see what you're saying with the Poke doll. Yeah, the Poke dolls. Uh, that Charmander Poke doll looks a little, little malfunctioned. <laughs> Just saying. That Blastoise one looks like a like a knockoff. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, that blast. Yeah, <laughs> not doing it justice right there. <laughs> Why is the Charmander Poke doll like that? 
Uh, also, I like in the picture of the blast size one that the like water cannons are definitely like not. They look like ice. They're like and like the the right one is like really off base. Oh, whew, that uh, <laughs> no, there's a reason why it has no reviews because no one's ordered it. Hey guys, don't worry, it's super soft. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on to our not so super soft Pokemon of the week. Hardcore, <laughs> which is Braverary, Braverary, Braverary. I think I said it right, right? Braviary, Braviary. That's what I said. <laughs> Braviary. Mm-hmm. Wow. You said it like Scooby Doo would say it. <laughs> hey, did you know that this Pokemon is a hundred percent male? I did know that. Guys, this I was d- the second article I ever re- wrote when I was writing Pokemon of the Week articles. There you go. Uh, we had a. Uh, uh, Somebody had tried to request this Pokemon, so that's why we're doing it. Um, I apologize that I don't have your name up, but you know who you are. Uh, Brave it. <laughs> Can't even say it anymore. Bravery. 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 Is that how we say it? Braviary. Bravi- brave- Gravy. <laughs> Gravy. Goes delicious with your meat and potatoes. Mm. Graviary is an extremely aggressive is extremely aggressive, but for noble reasons. It will fight fiercely to help protect its friends. Even if it's injured, it will still fight. The more scars it has, the more respect it gets from its peers. It has earned the nickname Soldier of the Sky due to its extreme dedication for its friends. Aiding its valiance, Graviary is extremely strong, capable of lifting a car and flying with it. Yes, all Braviaries are male, all Mandibuzz are female. Which is, you know, just an in, in, indication of sexism in the Pokemon universe. But <laughs> uh, sh- Shiny shiny Graviary is uh, blue instead of red, which is pretty cool. Uh, Braviary is a flying type. <laughs> Spoiler. No, flying normal. Uh, isn't this the uh, one of the uh, American drawn Pokemon, or is that Mandibuzz? I think it's Mandibuzz, actually. Uh, I have no way of knowing. I think it was it could Man- be. Mandibuzz. It was yeah. like Mandibuzz, Bear Tick, and something else. Right, right, right. Yeah, they were American Pokemon. Uh, obviously based on an eagle, specifically the bald eagle. Nothing there. Also re- re- resembles a Native American warrior. Warrior. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Who's the champion from Black and White? And um, no, the champion <laughs> Alder. Uh, Alder. Oh, Alder. When in Black and White too, when you go and visit him at his house, he's got like braviary heads on the back. On the back oh wall yeah, of his yeah. House. He has a very like Native American like uh, house. I yes, do remember that. It's like braviary tails on at I the d- back of his house. I did play the first like six hours of Black and White. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, I got a moveset for you guys. Uh, I have a choice choice scarf moveset. I think whether I think every every move, no matter what your moveset is, I think Brave Bird is like a given. Yeah, I love Brave Bird. Uh, Brave Bird's a given. Uh, so this choice scarf moveset, um, you're going to want the ability Defiant. You're going to want a nature of Jolly. And then uh, Choice Scarf, of course. And then you're going to want Brave Bird, Superpower, U-Turn, and Return. 
Obviously, U-turn's really good because choice scarf locks you into using the same move over and over. So, and then uh, you got uh, highest highest being attacked, attack, and then uh, second highest being an HP. Uh, lowest is special attack, so I don't put any special moves on. And the speed is 80, which I believe is pretty low for a flying-type Pokemon. Um, so you probably want to put your EVs in... Uh, speed and attack. I see. I agree. See, I know a little bit about. Com- I at one point did compete. So yeah, yeah. Most, most of uh, who needs Travis? Most of his moves are uh, physical, so having good attack stat there is worthwhile. Yeah, yeah and if you can, if you get, you have you have high attack with a choice scarf, and you can you can do a knockout. You don't have to worry about your defense or anything. But of course, you want the speed to make sure you go first. Or quick claw. Oh, but your choice scarf. <laughs> you can't use quick claw and choice scarf together. Sorry. No. I mean, quick claw probably the better item choice overall. And we lost one subscriber. <laughs> we lost multiple. All down the hill. Uh, only three weaknesses rock, electric, and ice. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say, but. Uh... There you go. Uh, I, well, De- Defiant, for those that don't know, Defiant raises the user's attack by two stages for each stat lowered by an opponent, including the attack stat. So if somebody uses Intimidate on you, you don't get the stat drop, but you will get your attack uh, to rise two levels. Uh, this does not work if you're using your own stat dropping things like close combat. Uh, so keep that in mind. The other ability is that uh, you might or might not want to use is Keen Eye, which prevents accuracy loss. You're probably not going to see that in competitive battles that much. Um, and then the other one is Sheer Force. Sheer Force raises the base power of all attacking moves by an additional 30%, uh, but all the additional effects are ignored. So possibly you could use this, but... Uh, yeah, Sheer Force is cool. But uh, probably not with the moves that I gave you, because I don't think... I think that would prevent you to U-turn from you switching out, so you don't want that. Um, is is this just a pure flying? No, it is normal flying. Yeah, so you get stabbed from normal moves yep. as well. Yeah, there's only one pure flying. That's Thundra. It's one of the genies. Yep. Uh, That's a bummer. Not thunderous, but tornadus. There you go. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I feel like there should be more pure flying. To but yeah, make- if you have um. Uh, I think it's so like if you have sheer force and use superpower, superpower would uh, lower the user's attack and defense by one stage. So instead of doing that secondary effect, no, maybe not. I think it's like if it's if it's a move that causes a flinch or something like that, then you don't get the flinch, but you get yeah, a thirty percent boost. Yeah, sheer force gets rid of that. That's why you just might as well run the choice scarf because then you don't have to worry about the. The secondary stuff going away. Well, it depends on how willing you are to leave things to chance. <laughs> I think a shiny breviary is beautiful. Um, yeah, that's what we got. Kind of like the Fourth of July, early or early Fourth of July Pokemon. Your Flag Day Pokemon. <laughs> a week late. Uh, cool. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, uh, 
if you haven't done so already, or maybe this is the first time you're listening to the show, or maybe you just forget, uh, we do have a Patreon going on. Uh, you can jump over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and uh, donate some money to the show just to make it a little bit better. Uh, we have uh, rewards for as little as a dollar. So if you donate a dollar, you get access to our Slack community, which has uh, over 50 people in it. And uh, a couple people just recently completed their Pokédex in there because of our little trading channel. So if you're missing Pokémon, uh, real great way because uh, the Slack community is pretty active, I would say. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm definitely happy to help people uh, with Pokemon that they need because I can pretty much breed anything now. So, yeah. Uh, so if you don't know about Slack, it's just a, it's a ICR. Uh, it's just like a chat chat channel. So uh, really easy to post your friend codes in there. It's not like Twitter where you're limited to characters or like uh, you get lost with the tweets because obviously the chat stays there. Um, so dollar gets you access. $5 gets you stickers. Uh, so the first batch of stickers is a bunch of rote time stickers done by Jeff Thede. Uh So he designed some stickers up. I'm going to get them printed and send out. Uh, so if you pledge at least $5 a month, you get the stickers. $12 a month you get, gets you some other stuff. And then $30, $35 a month, if you hold that reward here for uh, three months, it will get you a spot on the show. Um, for those that missed the Kickstarter rewards, like, uh, obviously Scott didn't cause he's here Yay. hanging out with us, uh, which is great. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if you, even if you do a dollar, that's like 25 cents per episode, it's real cheap cause we do four episodes a month. Um, so yeah, if you want to support us, that's a really easy way. Patreon.com slash it's super effective. If you don't want to support us, that's totally cool. Cause the episodes will always be free. You'll always get to listen to us. Uh, otherwise, uh, Will, where can they find you? Uh, I don't know. Where can I be find it, found anymore? If you want to go to the wasteland that is my Twitter account, that's uh, Wash in the Sink, um, you can add me on PS4 and help me play Destiny because I'm terrible at it. And that's Wash in the Sink. And then uh, Facebook, where I post occasionally, is uh, Stabinate D Speaker. And I'm not going to spell it again. Go back in time. Listen to another episode where I spell it out. <laughs> I'm always in Slack though. I got plenty to do in there. So yeah, I'm always I'm always in Slack as well. Uh Scott, where can they find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter at zombiehighx X23, on Tumblr, zombiehighx23.tumblr.com. Uh I do a podcast where I actually talk more. Uh it's <laughs> <laughs> heads up to all the parents out there. It is a very explicit podcast. Uh it's called Merc with a Podcast. We review all the Deadpool books every month. You can find us on iTunes and whatever, Stitcher. Sure. Is that a weekly show? Monthly. Monthly. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. How long are the are, are the episodes? About an hour, half hour? Two hours. <laughs> two hours? Dang. How yeah. many Deadpool books are there? There's only two. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Our last episode, we spent about 40 minutes just talking about anime. <laughs> all right, all right. How cool. many Deadpool animes are there? None. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> we also usually go off tangent we talk about a goofy movie for at least about an hour alright that's a good movie can't argue with that well, awesome thanks Scott for being on we appreciate it nope, thank you uh, cool you can follow me on Twitter it's at dragging a lake you can follow the podcast on Twitter it's at Pokemon podcast pretty easy jump over to our website pokemonpodcast.com or pkmncast.com we'll get you there 
and of course, we are in iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, uh, whatever other crazy podcast service we are on them all. If we are not on your favorite podcast service, please let us know. Obviously, you're listening to it somehow, but if you want to listen to us in a different way, just please let me know, and I can get uh, get that happening for you. Uh, otherwise, I think that's everything. Uh, if you haven't done so, please leave us a review on iTunes. We are at a 451 reviews as of this recording. We're trying to get to 500 before the end of the year. It's kind of like the 2015 goal. So if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please jump over there and do so. That would help us out and would help uh, new listeners find the show easier. So if you want more people to listen to it, it's super effective. Then uh, leaving a review really, really helps, really helps a lot. So uh, thank you, Will, and thank you, Scott, for being on. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yep. Thank you, Steve. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super, super Vectil Testers. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>